0: we look at all the data and we make determinations about, okay, what are we going to do with this? Because for instance, in Kansas City, we have close to 500 properties. If our property taxes go up 50%, that's going to cut into our bottom line hugely. So it's really, really worth it for us to make sure we have this system. Welcome to the Good Stewards Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to seasoned real estate investors, who want to maximize the cash flow potential in their business. We are buy and hold investors with a thousand plus properties and markets across the U.S. who bring an insider's view into the nitty gritty details of real estate investing. If you're looking to develop the
1: mindset, teams, and systems that can dramatically build your real estate business and net worth,
2: you're in the right place. Welcome to this episode of The Good Stewards Podcast. I'm Ryan Dossi.
0: I'm Amanda Perkins.
2: I'm Bill Sirius. And I'm Andrew Sirius.
1: Welcome to this new episode with The Good Stewards. Please check out our podcast at thegoodstewards.com. Get our free ebook. We've got a great episode today to talk about because every single person in our country is affected by this. Whether you're a renter or whether you're an owner, you're affected by property tax, right? Right. In some way or another, because it's either probably uh, billed out to you in your rent, or it's billed out to you as an owner, as an expense on the expense side of the sheet. So property tax, kind of a boring subject, but pretty important if you want to develop a real estate investment business. Property taxes are just one of many taxes when you think about all the taxes coming your way. I mean, there's corporate tax, there's sales tax, there's income tax. You know, I know Employee Ryan tax. has has alcohol taxes, and you know Amanda's got cigarette tax. Andrew <laughs> deals with marijuana tax. As you just you know.
2: got that weed tax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we all have our sin taxes, also that we have to deal with. I but- don't
0: <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> well,
3: I don't know. Andrew thought okay. that was hilarious. But-
2: <laughs> His face is like, "What the hell?"
3: Well, marijuana isn't. Well,
1: it's not legal in <laughs> Missouri, is it? But it is in in Oregon. So actually, so a lot
3: you of got that backwards completely. Okay, well, straighten <laughs> it out for me then. Bills <laughs> a drug dealer. That, that was on. that was the baffled look. Anyways, we can move on now. Okay,
1: <laughs> taxes are important to understand because they actually are, are what. Undergird our government and our society, so they're important. And that we, corporately, we come together and say, "Hey, we're going to charge ourselves a certain amount of money so we can keep our schools open, pay the sheriff, you know, keep the roads uh, from getting too many potholes in them, etc." So uh, it's not a it's not a horrible thing to pay taxes because they, we're don't, so- they don't
2: believe in fixing the roads in Indiana. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> they, they came in under budget the other year, and it was like we had three flats last year. So Mm. uh, if if anyone in uh, government from Indiana is listening, (laughs) fix it.
0: (laughs) Well, and why property taxes are so interesting, if I would not use that word, is that it's one of the taxes that we actually do have some control over sometimes. Mm. Whereas your sales tax is always going to be your sales tax, but you can always make a point to argue your property tax.
1: Right. And so... We're going to talk about what you can do as a real estate investor with your property tax, because of course you want it to be fair, you want it to be reasonable, and you want to argue the heck out of it if it's not. So what do you do? Well, first of all, I mean, realize that this is is an expense that's key. When you think of P-I-T-I as your Primary expenses—that's principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Of course, there's also maintenance and management and other things as well. But that's one of the big four. So, what do you do when you first buy a property and you evaluate your property taxes? I mean that—that's one thing you look at. And I've seen people not purchase a property because they felt like the property tax was just too high. Uh, I've had a hard time selling a property before because the property tax was a, a bigger. Piece of the pie than it should have been, and at that point there was no way I could change it. And it was actually difficult to unload the property because the, for some reason it had been evaluated way too high, and the property tax was a factor in selling it. So you want it to be reasonable and fair. What do you do? Well, let's open that up to to the group here. What can you do if you're evaluating your property tax? You feel it's unfair.
0: The first thing you want to do is property tax bills in most states are a matter of public record. So um, you can look at it, you can figure out, you can know the law in your state, you can know how your property tax is calculated, and you can look and determine if it seems reasonable or if there's a room for a challenge there. Or, you know, like for instance, if we're in Oregon and the assessed value is $300, that would be the amount that you're paying property tax on and the property is something that needs a lot of work and it's not, it's not at a $300,000 assessed value, you know, there's room to challenge that. So it's really important to know usually in each state, there's a timeline of like when you can appeal um, that you know how to fill out the paperwork. Um, If you don't want to do it yourself, hire an attorney to do it. They usually take a percentage of whatever reduction they're able to get you for over a time period. But maybe this isn't something that's good in your business. You know, you don't have time to handle this for yourself. So maybe it's worth paying the expert for, but every state is different as far as when taxes are due, how they're calculated, the different percentages. Um, so wherever you're at, the the place to start is just educate yourself on, you know, what, what are my appeal deadlines? Uh, you know, what's the process to go through? Because it's different, but a little bit all of the same.
1: Let me just mention what it is in Oregon. And maybe, uh, Andrew, you could take it up in in uh, Missouri. But in Oregon, the taxing period is between July 1st and June 30th. So that's, that's when taxes are set. That's the year. And taxes then come out to be paid on November 15th. You can pay the entire amount, and if you do, you get a 3% reduction, or you can pay two-thirds, you get a 2% reduction, or if you pay a a third, you don't get any reduction. But the pay periods, if you don't take a reduction and pay it all up front, by uh, November 15th is you have to pay uh, March 15th and May 15th. But when they come out uh, and and they're established to be paid in basically the beginning of November, that's the time that we would evaluate those taxes and see, uh, do we feel like there's some of these properties we want to appeal? And we have between early November and the end of December, December 31st, to register an appeal with the county. And that appeal goes to a board that's made up of volunteers. There's three lay people who do this as a charitable contribution to our society, essentially, to come together. They're very smart at what they do. They, they know property taxes. And then there's usually a, a backup person for them who's a, a county assessor or a, a appraiser who helps them with more complicated matters. And you're going to go before that. If you file your paperwork in time, you're going to go before that board uh, in January or February to argue your, your case about uh, where you think the taxes, property taxes should be on an annual basis for that property.
2: One of the things to be cognizant of as an investor is you're kind of penalized. Um, a lot of states have like homeowner or homestead exemptions which decrease the taxable burden on somebody if they're living in that home. But some states like Indiana, not only do you not have that exemption, it's also a 100% markup. So in Indiana, we pay 1% of the assessed value, but if you're an investor, you pay 2%. So if you're looking at a property that's say assessed for $120,000, a owner occupant is gonna pay less than 1,200 a year you as an investor, you're going to pay $2,400 a year. That's $200 a month. It can significantly affect your, your cash flow. I've actually seen a lot of newer investors in Indianapolis not be aware of that. And then all of a sudden, like, well, I thought I was going to cash flow $100 a month. Well, you, you don't anymore. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely something to be cognizant of when you're purchasing as well of What's going to change with the taxes? Because if you run your, you know, rental property calculator based off of the accurate financials you're given of, you know, what the, what the taxes are, what they've been, just be, be aware that those numbers aren't going to stay the same for you. So make sure you understand how you'll be taxed as an investor.
1: Andrew, we'd like to hear from you because you probably had the most experience of all of us uh, with hundreds of appeals in uh kansas city area in particular
3: uh yeah so kansas city is a year basis from january 1st to december 31st and basically you have until the next year you have until or the year you buy you have until uh usually about middle of july to uh appeal middle of june there about uh the value it's you can find the value online. It's listed on, uh, it's listed on all the appeal forms, like all the, all the lists, uh, you get the bill sent to or like what will be the bill. There's so much paper that just gets, uh, used. I think there's more paperwork on the, uh, on the bureaucratic side of the closing side of real estate than actually, uh, actually, um, more, more trees die for the the paperwork regarding real estate than actually for, for, uh, (laughs) building the houses. But it's, um, So you go through that process, you can appeal it, it, you know what the price the value is in the, basically there's, they take the market value of the property and then a percentage of that is the assessed value. And then they, there's a percentage tax on the assessed value. It's kind of cumbersome, but basically you're just trying to appeal the market value of the property. The easiest time to do it is when they, when you purchase it. So if you purchase a property, particularly if it's dilapidated, then you can just appeal it based on your purchase price. It was almost, especially if it's you, you buy a property that needs a lot of work. Almost always, you know, the the value that you bought it for, especially if you got a good deal on it, will be less than the market value that they have attached to it. And so you can just appeal it down to that price. They'll hold it there because they 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 reassess every two years. Uh, in these cases, I don't recommend hiring an attorney for that because usually they will they will take at least half. Of, of whatever they appeal it down to. But after two years, they're going to, they're going to jack the price up anyway. So you barely get anything for it. So I just, I would recommend challenging yourself. You can just, just find comparables, show them your, your, uh, uh, your purchase documents and the like, give them a, a scope of work, maybe some pictures of its condition and that should work for those. It's more challenging when you're challenging the price of, um, of a property that's. That's, uh, that you've owned for a while, like this year, they, they really jacked the prices up. I don't Do you want me to go into this now or, or if you want to, you want to go through a little bit more of this, um, Oh, go
1: for it. Sure. Okay.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, this year in Kansas city, uh, and, and I think a lot of markets are like Kansas city. This one's particularly, uh, just ridiculous. Uh, they, they jacked the prices through the roof with almost no rhyme or reason to it. Um, the tax, I, I, our taxes increased an average of about 70%. Um, A lot of stories like Fox 5 did a a long series on this, just complete mess. The county really screwed it up. Um, They've lost access to the the MLS, which is the multiple listing service, the best place to find comparables. So they're just kind of winging it. Uh, There are properties next door where one basically identical, one went up 500%, one went up 20%, like something like like 20%. 5% Five percent of the properties in the market went up fourteen point nine percent. Many of which was like doesn't make a lot of sense, but just happened. I, none of it was just all madness. And uh, so we had to challenge basically every single property we owned in Kansas City, which is an extremely arduous process since we own a lot of houses and duplexes and things like that. And I needed to find comparables for them because they were bought. Many of most of them were bought several years ago, and just fight it one by one by one by one. And you know, a lot they. Some of them, they reduced beforehand. They would send us a, uh, in Kansas City, they do this, uh, I think they do it in many other markets, where they'll send you an offer basically online. Um, You know, they'll just email you one and you can either take it or go to court over it. And barely accepted a handful of the ones they sent us, but very, very few. Most of them had to go to court for do five or ten at a time, occasionally occasionally more. And uh, just go through this entire process, uh, you know, just more times than I'd like to remember. And this is unusual,
1: you got to be friends with people down there at the county
3: right? well not the county the they have <laughs> yeah. a committee that's made oh, up of okay. various people from like the raytown school board or something like that who all value basically come to listen to your case listen to the county's case and then come to a conclusion they were definitely uh, not thrilled with the county's behavior um you could tell that they were just about as mad as everybody else there um about the uh about what the county had done and it was just a giant mess, but yeah, generally speaking, I mean we're on good terms, and that's a good thing, uh, but I don't think they're on bad terms with with basically anyone other than the county because the county made their life hell too and um, I mean they they're literally still doing them it's it's right now it's we're February, and they're hoping to finish by May um, oh. which is they they're always done by usually. October of, of that year, this year, they had to hire a bunch of extra people. had something like 23,000 appeals, which I don't know the baseline, but I think it's about like eight to 10 times more than normal. So they got just inundated. This is not normal. I haven't heard of another city dealing with this, or another County dealing with this. But, so um, Andrew,
0: how many dollars did you, have you saved so far on, with this property tax appeal?
3: I'm, I'm not sure. Our, our taxes went up 20% on Jackson uh, overall. Um, They probably would have gone... Because John, the other counties really didn't go up as much. They went up a decent amount. Uh, they probably would have gone up about 50% if we didn't do anything.
0: I think it was uh close to like 80,000. Does that number seem about right? Maybe a little more uh, than I that? Mean,
3: probably in that ballpark, something like that. So
0: that's one year of expense. And so basically... The reason why this worked out for us the way that it is, is because we know property taxes are coming down the line. And what we do is we have a system set up for it. So we have uh, calendar items that we're keeping track of. We know when these um, property tax assessment letters come out, specifically in Kansas City, and we have a spreadsheet we start feeding them in, them into and we look at all the data and we make determinations about okay what are we going to do with this because um you know like for instance in Kansas City we have close to 500 properties um, if our property taxes go up 50% that's going to cut into our bottom line hugely so it's really really worth it for us to make sure we have this system and It was painful. It was a painful process to go through. It's a lot of paperwork, but we have to do this and we have to be mindful of it. Oregon, all of our property tax statements start to come in in October and we plug them into a spreadsheet and we go from there. Oregon is a little different than Kansas City that uh, they passed some legislation in the mid 90s that essentially locked in property, property values they could your property value could only go up 3% per year your, your the assessed tax, value your taxable value yeah your yeah. taxable value could go up 3% per year for anything that got locked in during that period in the 90s which means your property taxes can't jump overnight now if you do something to your property that changes it uh for instance um you turn add an ADU to it or you change the usage on it and make it, for instance, we've turned properties into a we have something in Eugene called a congregate living situation where we're allowed to have nine uh, residents in a nine bedroom house. If we change the usage on it, um, it would trigger a property tax reassessment. Um the some of the Does issue with that ownership
2: is, do that as well?
0: It doesn't, but in California it does. So no, the value stays with the property. So it's pretty great. There is a lot of disparity though, between anything that was built pre 1995, I think is when this went in and new construction. So, um, you know, when we're looking at, you know, we were, we're considering a new construction build um, in Portland for an apartment complex, one of the reasons that it made it not work great for us when we were evaluating it is because our property taxes would be assessed at the current value of the property. It's basically, they take the market value and you get 25% discount and that's what they assess the value on. Um, it makes sense in our market to buy older properties with those established um, assessed values because the difference are huge. I mean, we have, I mean, a, a for instance, we have a 29 unit complex um, near the University of Oregon campus that's old, and we purchased it in the 90s. And the property taxes on that building that's worth nearly $3 million are only $22,000 a year. If we were to build that building over, our property taxes would be like $120,000 a year. That's a a huge difference.
1: It's really difficult for our us in our market to do uh, build to rent, which we would really like to do. But that that's the big challenge because property taxes takes such a huge piece of the pie. And the reason in Oregon that that's true, and it's good to know your state because that's where you're working. But in Oregon, there's only two big sources of income outside of marijuana and alcohol and cigarettes. Uh, the two big sources are um, income tax and property tax, there's no sales tax in Oregon. It's one of four states, I think Delaware, New Hampshire, Montana, and also Alaska has uh, no sales tax, but they can, they can tax through their cities. Uh, but it's one of the very few uh, states that doesn't have a sales tax. So, so much tax gets loaded into the income tax bra- or into the property tax bracket. That's just what we have to deal with in our state. Your state is likely different but you should know the particularities of it. it. It's really worth getting up to speed about how property taxes work, when they're assessed, how how what it takes to challenge those assessments, et cetera. You really want to get up to speed in this area.
2: One thing I'd recommend that I've found with most government agencies, if you call up and just ask questions, you'll get really, really good information. I mean, there was, we've ran into that with our MLS, with our assessor where it's like, there's something I'm trying to do and I'm poking around and poking around and I just call and just talk to them like a human, you know, Hey, I've got this rental property and my taxes on it are, are killing me. Like I, I, it may go back to the bank if we can't get something figured out, you know, what does the appeals process look like? And you have somebody that like this is their job. It's what they're um, hopefully passionate about. But I've found with most of these people, they are, and they'll dive right in and give you the ins and outs. And some of them will even like, well, what forms, you know, these are the forms you're going to need. What's your email? I'll send them over. I'll even kind of hold your hand through the process. So don't, don't feel like you can't call up and ask questions like, you know, Hey, I've got this property and I need to get my taxes lower on it. Um, They've got it valued too high. What do I do? Right. So um, don't don't discount just calling up the office and asking.
1: Yeah. Or even going down personally, I've gone down a number of times to the county, talk to the people at the counter. You got to make sure sometimes their hours are very limited to talk to you, but it's worth going down there and talking to people in person there very willing to be helpful, as Brian said. And again, these folks aren't, aren't our enemies. We're paying for our own services, right? We just want to make sure that they're reasonable and as fair as can be given the condition that our properties are usually purchased in, which is uh, usually lacking. And oftentimes the assessment is higher than it should be. So there's no reason we shouldn't challenge it just like any other citizen. Unfortunately, the sad thing is that the people who probably most need to challenge it Older people and seniors and others who are just not aware, you know, often have their taxes go up in ways that are uh, disproportionate. And, uh, you know, I I wish that wasn't the case, but certainly cover your basis in
2: in, uh, appealing your own property tax. Also make sure you're getting all of the exemptions you qualify for. Um, So if you are a veteran or a single parent or a senior or any of these things, there's typically different tax breaks that you can get. I believe Indiana does. um, If you live there, you get a tax break. If you're a senior, you get a tax break. If you're a veteran, you get a further tax break. I believe they even have one for single parents. So, um, you know, this works great for investors. But if you're listening to this and realize, oh, yeah, I I do check that box, it's worth calling up and asking.
0: So you might, you know, just just to start yourself out, it'd be like, well, what can I do for this process? Well, does not it is not a it's not a terrible process in like to get it started. You just need to track it. And, you know, basically the way that we do is the statements come in, we know all of our properties, we collect all of the statements and we go through and spend some time deciding, um, exactly which properties we could make a case for reviewing. And then we go down the list. We, uh, you know, depending on the market it, that we're in, we make sure that we know what our deadlines are so that we don't miss any of those. Um, I think for Oregon, it's December 31st to appeal, uh, yes. your prop- it- I think that's the appeal date. And so then it goes from there. Um, you know, and we just, we want to be careful to not miss out on that, especially because you know, like with Kansas City, it's it's an assessed every two years. If we buy a new property in Oregon in bad condition and its assessed value is higher than we paid for it, the very best chance we're ever going to be able to have to dispute the property taxes, which is going to get us a property tax reduction going forward for the life of our property and beyond that that we own it is gonna be that first year that we purchase it because we would have our closing statement that showed what we paid for it and it's gonna be our best case against it. Um you know when I've been to this before they the county doesn't just roll over they also send somebody who's basically it's kind of like a mini trial. You present your case and your evidence and they are presenting their case and their evidence and you might have your comparables that you're, you know, you're trying to make your property value a certain way and justify your reduction. They're going to be doing the opposite of you and coming in with the highest possible values. On my personal house, um, I built it with an accessory dwelling unit on it. And I had two, I mean, in my opinion, bad appraisals on it. I was unsuccessful with actual paid for $1,000 appraisals. I was unsuccessful in reducing my property taxes, which are assessed higher than each of these, um, appraisals because they just simply didn't agree with my, my written appraisers that the bank went off of to provide my funding for. They didn't agree with the numbers. And so it's not a guaranteed win. And, um, it was, Honestly pretty frustrating because my property say, taxes are really high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's also I think Amanda the the downside of new construction because it's really easy to evaluate something that's in absolute brand new const- you know uh condition next to the neighbor who just built something in brand new condition and what their assessment is. So that's the challenge of new construction, I would say, everywhere.
0: In Oregon specifically, because Particularly I think in Oregon, we yeah. just have, I mean, it's that legislation that passed in the nineties is almost like one of our greatest things. And then on the other side of it, you think like, Oh, well then I'll just buy the old properties. And coincidentally there was some legislature in the state this year, they were trying to undo all of that, which would have been really frustrating. They were trying to undo it without even sending it to the people. So, um, that's just state politics. It's a bit of a
1: black swan possibly. Like we felt like in Kansas City, kind of the uh, anvil, the hammer of the state was coming down on us with uh, the county in this case because of these huge increases um, that we just had never anticipated. And as it turned out, Andrew and his team was very diligent in dealing with this, but it took many, many, many hours of their time to get them...
0: You know, Texas is another state that we own properties in, and they Texas are, doesn't
1: have an income tax, by the way. So They don't they have also, an income tax, but they're yeah. pretty
0: greedy with their property taxes. That's, that's why, and, I think. Yeah, yeah. and we, we, we've talked about a property in episode 18 that we've done a huge amount of rehab in. Well, we might have not really covered our bases on our pro formas as to what we thought property taxes would be, because just because we bought the property- um let's say for $800,000. We put a lot more than that into it. And this county every year comes in and just tries to double our property taxes. And then we have to go and, you know, try to show them like how much, you know, like we show them our profit and loss and we try to make a case for getting it reduced. Honestly, in some cases in Texas, we beg for a reduction because every year, I mean, they are just a hundred percent increase, a hundred percent increase. I mean, at the drop of a hat. And so it's continually something that we have to be mindful of when those property tax statements, it's very similar to Kansas or Missouri's timelines when those statements come in there in the summertime and we have to get them challenged before the end of the year and they have to be paid um, the following January. But we're constantly going through our appeals process because, you know, particularly over the last couple of years, the Dallas, Texas housing market was on fire and so were their property tax increases, fire.
2: <laughs> it sounds like another kind of good takeaway here if you're looking to purchase properties out of state would be to talk to some people that have owned there for five or 10 years and get a little bit of a feel for what the taxes have done. Like I, I didn't know that with Texas. So if somebody's looking at buying a turnkey type of a deal in Texas and it makes sense right now, would it make sense if the property taxes doubled next year? How about year three, year four, year five? So, I mean, obviously what they've done in the past is no guarantee for what they're going to do in the future. But, uh, I haven't heard of a state yet that's been going out of their way to just ease the taxes they put on their citizens. So,
0: yeah. And the flip side of that is if there is an adjustment in the market, don't be complacent in challenging your property taxes. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of a reduction in the market. We have a property in Texas we just had to sell because when we bought it, its property taxes were about twelve dollars or $1,400. At the time we sold it, they were $5,800. That really took a hit on cash flow. I mean, we could only rent the house for $1,500 a month and $5,800 is a lot of property tax.
2: Try to sell a single family rental on a triple net lease. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. So I mean,
0: those are the, those are the kinds of numbers that we see in Texas, but you know, I'm not speculating with what market values are going to do, but at some point, usually what comes up comes, what goes up comes down a little bit. And so make sure that you're in there and ready to dispute things and get them adjusted when things do change in the market. It's going to be your best case for knocking them back down before they can claw back up.
1: Andrew, when it comes to disputing things, do you have any last uh, encouraging uh, or motivating words for our audience to to know about that process?
3: Well, I think the best thing you can have is is a uh, is the, just the purchase documents. Like That's the, the best thing you can go in with with a recent one that you've, that challenging the taxes of a recent purchase. That's the best thing you can have. Uh, because at least in Kansas City, Jackson County, they're always going off of what was the property worth on January 1st. So if you bought it on March 20th, it doesn't matter if you've already done the rehab by the middle of the year. They're going off the beginning of the year. That might vary by uh, county, but that's the best thing you can have. An appraisal or BPO is second. And then after that, you're probably looking at uh, comparables, which are the hardest thing to use because usually counties keep the price a little bit below market. They do in Jackson anyways. And the reason they don't want everyone who's on the edge to be challenging, they want as few challenges as possible. So they value the properties a little bit less and they have a little bit higher tax rate. But um, generally, they will kind of roll with the the lower end um, comps as long as they're not as long as they're not gut jobs or foreclosures or stuff like that. So if you can find the lowest, the cheapest properties that aren't foreclosed on and aren't just terrible shape or whatever and use those, you can usually, they will usually be more lenient on using those a little bit. So um, the easiest challenge are definitely ones you purchased recently, as long as you purchase them for, you know, for less than what they have at value. And if you have an appraisal or a BPO from a real estate agent, that's great. But after that, it's really down to just comparables or if you've got proof that the property needs work or something like that. And uh, it it's kind of a crapshoot what you can find. Um, so but I'd say that's the hierarchy of things to use when you're challenging challenging. So taxes.
2: what would you what would you recommend? Is this worth trying if you have a decent property that really is but you think they assessed it pretty fairly? But you're trying to get a break on your taxes.
3: Well, I mean, there's there's no harm in challenging. I mean, they might say like I've seen the county recommend more, but I've never seen the uh, <laughs> like they, they're gonna they've done that oh, a few that times. I've never seen the committee. You now there might be. I've never seen them. The I've never seen them go with that. Like even if you like, you can always withdraw if they increase it. And if you don't have a case, you can just be like, okay, I, I withdraw mine. I've never seen the County go above what, what they had originally or the committee, the committee go above that. If you have a decent case, I don't see a reason not to try. Um, if you are, if you don't really have the comps to back it and you think it's probably about right, I don't think it's worth your time. Um, and and that is one of the things. Our prices have gone up quite a bit in the last couple of years. I would expect taxes to go up too, but we have had some cases where they've just gone up obscenely, and to the point that it just doesn't make any sense at all. And so, I, I would I would save it for the ones you have a good case on. Yeah, that's. I mean, you just have to decide
1: on your time. It's not a bad thing, though, to go down there and try it. So you just understand the process. You get to meet the people who are doing it. They're good people. The folks, again, they're usually lay people who are doing this voluntarily, uh, but they know their stuff. Don't don't assume they don't because they do know their stuff. One question I ask them is, is just the question that Andrew raised if I made my case and they decided it was such a poor case and my property was actually worth quite a bit more than they realized it was worth, would they raise my taxes as a result of that? And they said, absolutely not. Might be a question you want to ask your particular county. Because <laughs> if they're like, oh yeah, okay. If your county is different than ours, that gave me some some confidence, I guess, mm-hmm. to do this because I knew that they would never actually raise them. Uh, in our particular county, that might be different in different parts of the country.
2: So I think it's also just good to get used to dealing with your local government, you know, whether it's your code enforcement department, whether it's your recorded docs department, like understanding how it works and what documents you're going to need. And I know I've gotten a ton of value out of just knowing how like code enforcement works. So when I'm trying to get liens waived, I can call up and speak intelligently about the process and the documentation we have or or whatnot. I think this is kind of one of those same things of as a real estate investor, whether you like it or not, you are now directly affected by your local county government. So you might as well learn the ins and outs and the best way to uh, have them serve you because that's really what they're supposed to be there to do. Well, I'm glad you've gotten to learn more about code enforcement, uh, Ryan. That's that's a good subject. Oh yeah, <laughs> they know me. <laughs> Yo, cut your grass. <laughs> uh, we actually we had it our uh, real quick, just totally off the wall, but pretty funny. Uh, our office we used to have was in a smaller town. And I came out one day to a guy standing there with our grass with a ruler. And I was like, Hey, 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 like, don't, don't measure the part with the curb. <laughs> like, come on now. let's, it's, it's going to be cut tomorrow. And it's, yeah, they charge <laughs> you 350 bucks a pop if they think it yeah. gets too long. So
1: we had, uh, charges because we didn't have an address number on, I don't know. What did they charge us for in Raytown for that thing? Andrew, do you remember?
3: I'm not sure what you're
1: referring to. No, oh, well, great. <laughs> it was Grandview, I think. Anyway, uh, you'd be surprised what uh, what your local uh, governmental authorities uh, want to make sure your properties are either looking like. Uh, Learn or, the
2: ins and outs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. And we appreciate the good thing about you joining us in this episode. Uh, if you like what you've heard, please hit the like, uh, subscribe to our podcast, pick up the ebook. Tell your friends. Uh, We really want to get the word out. We appreciate uh, uh, your commitment to uh, hanging out with us and do send us your comments, your questions. Thanks.